and we are live what's up everyone welcome back to another edition of respect the craft this is episode number 72 and we are joined by the comic book warrior himself gabriel baez how's it going sir honestly man i'm grateful to be here thank you for having me and i'm excited what you got uh, for me and for everybody watching you're gonna have one hell of a show all right there you go no thank you for joining me here um, I almost, I had no reaction at first. And I was like, wait, what do I say? He has a helmet on. <laughs> I was already stunned. I was like, wait, there's a helmet. <laughs> yeah. It strikes fear in a lot of people. A lot of people are go. afraid of looking at this thing. There you go. Hey, I see it. You got the helmet. You got the shield in the back. You're, you're ready for, for a fight right there. I'm but, always ready. Hey, there you go. But before we get into all of that, cause I have a lot of questions about all that. I have to ask you the question I ask everyone that comes on, and that is, you heard the name of the podcast, it's called Respect the Craft. So when you hear that term, the craft, what does that mean for you? I consider it the artistic style of it, because if you think about it, people think pro wrestling is, just, uh, well, outside of the fans. They think it's just a bunch of guys in tights. And no, it's honestly a bunch of athletes who put their bodies on the line. Guys like, uh, let's see, like my uh, like one of my partners, Black G's. Like, he's honestly one of the toughest, like, most bad dudes you'll ever see. He puts his heart and soul into the ring. And hence, the craft of pro wrestling. It's hard work, dedication, blood, sweat, your tears, your soul even. And that's why people should respect it. There you go. I know definitely Black G's, someone I've had on the podcast multiple times. Again, you talk about him. That's an icon right there. And we're going to be talking about that in a little bit as well because we do want to talk about Team NEW. But let's talk a little bit about you first. Let's start. I want to get into that, the mindset. What is the comic book warrior? Where did that come from for that evolution of the character that you we see today? Where did that come from to turn into the comic book warrior? So for me, a lot of people know this because I'm like a huge anti-bullying supporter i was bullied as a kid and my huge escape was reading about comic book reading about spider-man iron man batman all the all the superheroes that you could possibly think of and for me i wanted to be something like that i follow follow their guidelines follow their rules follow their discipline and so when the comic book warrior was made I didn't want it to be seen as a, another guy who wants to be a superhero. I wanted it to be somewhat of a symbol where people who are afraid of being who they want to be or expressing who they are. I want them to look at the comic book warrior, look at this helmet, that shield, and think that I can do this. Because whenever people see me with this helmet, they think it's, Oh, it's gay bias. No, the comic book warrior can be anybody. Like, that's why I originally come out with the helmet. Because when you look at the helmet, you could see yourself wearing it. You could see your brother, your sister, hell, your grandfather wearing it. And to give that idea that anybody could be a hero is what I want to give. Hey, y'all, I like that. I like that, especially what the story behind it. That's awesome. So I have to ask you again, with that being said, with the comic inspiration, where did your love for wrestling come in? 
Uh, believe it or not, it was actually my grandfather that got me into pro wrestling. Uh, when I was a kid, I was coming back from school one day, and I believe at the time my wallet was stolen. And he goes, Gabe, come sit down and watch wrestling with me. And it was an episode of Monday Night Raw. I can even rem uh, remember what match it was. It was CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. That was the first mat wrestling match I ever saw. And it made me fall in love with pro wrestling right from the get-go. Because I looked at these, guys, at these guys, and they're like real superheroes to me. And when I was trying to find a career for me, it was either, and you might find this ironic, comic book artist or uh, pro wrestling. And since I sucked with drawing, I decided to go... <laughs> I decided to go with pro wrestling. Okay. That's, <laughs> hey, I, I feel like that's usually the, it's the story that's always, it's that one match that draws you in. And that right there is perfect because if you look at, again, the landscape of professional wrestling right now, you look at who's currently on top and, hey, those two guys are still killing it in the wrestling world. Yeah. And also it's, it's perfect with the inspiration because CM Punk has been known to be a very big into comics and hey got to illustrate as well yeah and when i saw him enter uh, the ring and say it's clobbering time i'm like oh he's quoting the thing that's good to know hey it's a per you know what it is too that's why i wanted to ask because i i think that's the easiest answer is how did how were you able to transcend your love for comics into wrestling but i feel like it's the most natural thing like that's one of the things like no matter what locker room you're in what place you're at it's like you'll find someone there that's like, yeah, I like comics too. I like this. I like all that. It's like. Yeah. And for me, when I actually initially started making my matches, it's comic books. Like here, I have one right now, right next to me. Like I make my matches into legitimate comic books. Oh, that's sick. And like, honestly, like you can look at the inside. It's actually like from the actual match itself. And it, And when I give it to people that weren't at that show, they see that like, this guy's actually doing stuff that's somewhat superhuman. And a lot of people don't expect a guy my size to be chucking people overhead press and, or holding them up for a jackhammer. And it makes people really think that anything is possible because a guy like him, a guy his size is doing something that is damn near impossible. Hey, I commend it as well. You know what it is as well, especially for modern day wrestling, now it's more, you still get the bias of, oh yeah, the wrestler is supposed to look like this. It's supposed to be this huge guy. Because yeah, yeah, we a lot of people grew up on the Hogan's, the Warriors, all that. But when you see someone, again, that can do this and has that heart for it, hey, I always say, biggest thing about professional wrestling is having the heart behind it. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Yeah. Like, right. honestly, like for me, like I've been in situations where, I was hurt and like, I still kept going. I still pushed through the pain. Like I remember like where this, this comic book, I actually hyperextended my knee. Uh, and thankfully no tears, nothing. I just uh, took it wrong. And, but like I was able to fight through, but initially I wasn't able to get up. If you look back at the footage, I was having a hard time getting up because my leg was like wobbling. And then I eventually popped it back in. And like, honestly, I was, sore for a couple weeks i had a knee sleeve on it was honestly like one of the most gruesome experiences but also like a very definitive moment to show like what kind of guy i am 
Got you. No, definitely. And again, that that's that's adding to what I just said about that heart. And I could definitely see yeah. that's a big part of you in the character. And also the person as well. So I have to ask that when you look at, again, what you're doing and what you're trying to do in that ring, um, especially with what today is the anniversary of Rey Mysterio, 20 years in the business, is he someone as well that you look into like, hey, he's another person that, again, doing some feats that you wouldn't think a guy his size can do. And also, he's also transcended that mixing the superhero vibes with professional wrestling. To me, Rey Mysterio was one of the biggest, like, inspirations uh, when I was a huge, like, wrestling fan because he's honestly, like, one of the biggest underdogs you'll ever see. Like, I remember uh, watching the tape of him winning the World Heavyweight title, and that shows how big of an underdog he was because you have guys like Kurt Angle, Randy Orton in the ring, and basically annihilating you, and you still have somehow, some way got the W on it, and that's going to be, like, one of the, like, main moments that I remember, like, thinking to myself, anything is possible, and no matter how big or small the challenge may be, you overcome it. There you go. So now let's let's go into that a little bit. You, we told how you got into the love for the business, how you how you found that passion for it. Where was it that you got your initial start? Where were you able to find where to train and get your foot in the door to be in the business? So initially, I went to IWF in Nutley, New Jersey, where I met uh, mm -hmm. Justin Adams, who was my first ever rival, and Michael Kamek, who became my late best friend. Um, and honestly, like those two guys, uh, well, before I started smacking the hell out of Justin, they were honestly one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. Um, like, I'm sad that Mike sadly passed away. Like, it, it hurts me to this day. But, like, honestly, they were one of the few that taught me the basics in wrestling. And then IWF shut down. And then I went to Team Adams Pro Wrestling Academy uh, mm -hmm. in Wharton, New Jersey, which is run by Damian Adams, who trained uh, Deanna Brazo, Tasha Steeles, and Karen Q. I forgot what her uh, current name is in WWE, but – and Electra Lopez. And they're honestly, like – and they are one of the best female wrestlers to this day. And to be able to learn from him, he uh, it kind of shows that he's more psychology-based, like, in wrestling. Like, he wants you to understand the mentality of it, not the physicality. Like, and he wants you to understand everything. And he teaches you, like, different styles, like, lucha, a strong style. Like, honestly, it's like one – it's like basically the uh, – I would say, like, the CIA of pro wrestling in a way. Because he's like very like intelligent with all these things. No, I've definitely I've definitely heard that about Damien. And again, his resume of just the talent he's produced has is, is there that list of amazing, and continues to like. I know a lot of people now that are training under Damien that are killing it. Encore, JC Storm, and again, getting to see what you're doing in that ring, it shows. Again, he knows what he's what he's teaching. So yeah. Uh, like the first thing he noticed about me is my spear. Like he was like taken away <laughs> by my spear. Okay. Like uh, I remember we were in Newport, Vermont, and I wrestled above average Joe Scott, and I speared him, and I heard him yelling, "Nice spear!" I'm like, uh, as I'm pinning him, I'm like, "Who the hell said that?" And uh, then backstage, like uh, somebody I forgot who it was that told me, but they were like, "Oh." He says you uh, you have an awesome spear. I'm like awesome. 
Hey, there you go. That's 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 one of the things you always want is for your trainer to be like, "Hey, you're doing this well." Like yeah. it's showing. It's, it's that improvement. Uh, my cat's yep. scratching at the door. <laughs> no problem. He, he's trying to come in. He wants to photo bomb. But I'm not hey, there you him. go. <laughs> all good. All good. But no, so that definitely shows. So again, so from Damien's. So when did you find okay? This is what I now want to do, though. Because that I also we we kind of skipped through that. When was it that you decided? You know what? This is what I truly want to do now. Because it's one thing to finally get to step in the ring, but it's the other to finally decide. You know what? This is it. This is the the career path I'm taking. So when I first started doing. Uh, the comic book warrior, I actually had a kid uh, come up to me during intermission. And this was like my second time at that promotion at the time. Okay. And he came up to me and he gave me a hug. And he goes, you are truly my hero. Aww. And his mom told me that he was being bullied. And when I when she told me that, I honestly got a tear in my eye because the fact that I was able to help this kid through this like very like serious tough time, because the kid was like maybe like ten or eleven and he had Instagram at the time, and he saw my anti-bullying advocacy. He saw the video I had of me being bullied at the time, and like he uh, saw that I was trying to be a uh, like a real life superhero and it helped him stand up to bullying. And honestly, like I'm honestly grateful that I somewhat helping these people through these like rough times and to be able to like give them hope is honestly like what I want to keep doing um whether it's pro wrestling or like I could do uh public speaking or somehow some way um like I'm actually going to talk to Weehawken High School about doing a uh, public speaking event uh when the school year starts again because I really do want to be an inspiration and the teachers they love me there like i posted a photo when i like paid a surprise visit to them like uh and they actually asked me to like talk to the students like during class i'm like uh yeah sure i'll do it and then they actually like took notes from it and they honestly said thank you for it and i'm honestly grateful and i really do want to do that to like kind of shine them in the right path instead of going down a very dark and spiraling no, that's definitely, I feel like, especially nowadays when a lot of what you see is only more more people adding to the negativity, when you see someone that's actually looking to know, create that positive impact and help those that, again, could be going through the same scenario that a lot of us, when we were younger, had to go through. So that's always great to, to see that. So I have to ask, with that being said, um, how are you with social media then? Because I can imagine seeing a lot of what's out there is kind of challenging to see. Well, for me, in my experience, social media can be your best friend or your worst enemy yep. because you have a lot of haters. Um, and like all, and if you ha look at the bright side of things, like you help and like, this is what I try and do. I try and look on the bright side of things. Like okay. I avoid all the negativity. If I see any negativity, I click the little three dot thing and I say not interested because if I see anything negative if I see anything hurtful I either report it or I just block the user because I am the type of person who does not want to see that I I'm a guy that wants to see hope in the world not destruction and 
And also on top of that, a lot of females, they could be spams too, but like they keep DMing me asking me if like I'm single or not. And I'm just like, nope, I'm done. Nope. A lot. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you gotta love those spam accounts, but Hey, yeah. it's, but an actual like fan hit me up once, like asking if I was single. I said, uh, nope, I'm seeing somebody. And then like three weeks later, I was asked that on the NGL. And I said, no, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if that fan is listening, no, he's still taking. Yeah, I'm still, everyone I'm still else. Yeah. My wife is pro wrestling. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's get into that. Let's get into a little bit of the wrestling side of things now. And let's get into one of the main reasons as well that you're here is that you're going to be a part of, with the project, our next event is going to be representing Team NEW. You're going to be at Summer Clash in the Escape from New York tournament. Let's talk a little bit about this. Your team right here is being captained by NWA's own current NEW heavyweight champion, Black Cheese. You have the king of everything himself, Walter Diaz. Can you, you, have can you your- erase his face? Because... <laughs> I don't like seeing him. We're going to talk about that in a second as well. We have yourself, and then rounding out the team as well is going to be Nino Cruz. So let's talk about that. Because instantly, when I announced that you were going to be on the podcast, the former guest of the podcast as well, Walter Diaz, was not too happy about this. It seems like you two have some some issues. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about that? What is it with you and Walter Diaz? I'll go into it. So a year ago, me and Walter, we had a match and he did something that made me lose all respect for him. Okay. He uh, distracted the ref by bringing a chair to the ring. The ref takes the chair away. What does Walter do? He low blows me. He kicks me right in the family jewels, pedigrees me, pins me one, two, three. That shows that he couldn't beat me fair and square because he gave everything that he possibly could. DDTs, uh, blue thunder bombs, you name it. He tried to make me tap by putting me in a triangle. You want to know what I did? I deadlifted him up and slammed him to the ground. And what does he do after he gets the victory? He walks out the ring, grabs a leather strap, whips me with it numerous times. And strangles me with it to call out Appa. Now, I know Appa wasn't listening because, in my opinion, Walter Diaz isn't worth Appa's time. He wants to walk around saying New Evolution is his house, that New Evolution is uh, his kingdom, that he's the captain of the team when Black G's is the captain. This shows that Walter Diaz is a wannabe kingpin and will do anything in his power to make the spotlight about him. Now, this is the warning to my teammates. In my opinion, Walter will do everything in his power to stab us in the back. And if he does, I am coming for him. Because me and him, we have unfinished business. He started a war that he will never finish. And I swear, if he gets in my way uh, while we're teaming up, this team's going to implode before it even gets started. So now I have to ask about that. So I get the beef between you two. Um, again, being the commentary for the night, I'll try to stay neutral and say I can get doing whatever it takes to win. Not the most commendable, not the most respectful way, but 
I get it. But now we look at August 6th. You guys are sharing that ring. You guys are on the same team. Are we going to be able to see Team NEW be on the same page? Because, it's again, it's you guys trying to win a prestigious tournament here is Escape from New York. You have eight other teams that, again, are star-studded. I don't think Black G is going to want to see you two bickering and not be united when you guys are facing off against Team Warriors Wrestling. I have nothing against all my other teammates, but I'm going to tell Black Jesus and I'm going to tell my other team. Who's my other teammate? Uh, it's Nino Cruz. Nino Cruz. I just, I don't butcher the name. I, uh, I really thought you said Tito. <laughs> but, but to G's and Nino, I will back you guys 100%. I'll listen to anything you guys tell me. But if Walter tries to bark orders at us, expect the team to implode. Because here's why. I am not going to listen to a little brat that wants everything to be about him. I'm a guy who wants to do things the right way. And I swear, if he tries to cheat or do whatever it is to win, I'm going to stop him, even if it costs us the win, because that is not the way things should be done. Okay, I was going to ask that. So that, that again, so you would be willing to cost your team a possible way to get an elimination then if it means staying down the middle there? Because want it to be fair and fair. If we couldn't do things the right way, then we shouldn't be winning at all. That's my opinion. Because here's why I believe that we should win fair and square either way. We have some of the most talented wrestlers in the East Coast and Walter Diaz. Like, honestly, Black G's NWA, you said it yourself, phenomenal. There's a reason he's our champion. And Nino Cruz, up-and-comer, one hell of a wrestler. I've seen the tapes. And you got me, a guy who could literally toss people with one arm. And I really don't understand why Walter Diaz is on our team. They picked the teams, but in my opinion, it's a big mistake. Because like I said before, he's going to do everything in his power to make it about him. Again, I'm, I'm for, for your guys, I'm hoping... You and Walter can get on the same page. I'm usually a fan at the project of Walter Diaz. I've gotten to see Walter Diaz in two matches now. Again, to see this is why I called him in the in the when I was talking about the team, the king of everything. Because he was usually the king of the scramble, but now he's moving on from just doing scramble matches at Project as well. So again, I'm the hoping you guys can unite. Why I agree to this. I hate to cut you off. The only reason why I agreed to stay on the team was because NEW said if we could work together as a team. We are promised a championship. We are promised a championship opportunity of NEW or CCW. That's the only reason why I decided to stay. Now, I'll do everything in my power to keep, uh, stay composed. Walter, I know for a fact he's going to try and bark orders, make everything about him, and he's probably going to uh, do whatever possible. He's probably going to make all of us do all the heavy lifting. And when the moment's right, he's going to tag out and steal the victory. Like, make it all about him. Hey, I, I guess your your biggest concern would be, well, hopefully he stays out of your way. Hopefully he lets you do what you have to do and be able to win with a clean victory. That, that shows what kind of man he does if he does that. He's a coward. He's afraid of getting his hands dirty. He's afraid of doing things right. But honestly, I, like, I hate to, like, repeat myself. I sound like a broken record, 
But any man that can't stand in the ring and do everything for himself, they're a coward. Again, I'm hoping you guys can come come together here because again, August sixth, it's you guys versus Team Wars of Wrestling. Any any thoughts on your opponents here? Because again, they they aren't they aren't a bunch either that's on the same page. Because I believe in Warriors of Wrestling, Roger Mendez and the Rise are are going at it. So you guys share a common bond right now. Yep, your team can't get along. Who's the one with the lightning bolts? Uh, that I believe is Dante Fane, I believe is his name. If I'm not he mistaken. He looks like a bootleg Thor. <laughs> like legit, he's wearing like all the lightning bolts and everything. Like he's like in uh, embodied with the power of Thor. But he looks like uh, that Old Spice knockoff for <laughs> Thor 3. Oh, man. <laughs> Like nothing against it, like if you're into that, yeah. like, but, like, all jokes aside, I know we're in for a run of our money because here's why: they wouldn't be on the team unless they were very skilled. But they aren't gonna have a cakewalk with us either. Even though me and Diaz got our beef, you got two other guys that uh, will put their differences aside, no matter what it is, and get the job done. So that goes to show that they're in for a fight of their life with or without our own team issues. Now, what may happen, I do not know. If Diaz tries to bicker and make everything about him, that's going to be an issue. If Warriors of Wrestling implodes, maybe we could use that. I guess that's we're going to have to wait and see what happens on August 6th. But from August 6th, we're also, you have something coming up after August 6th that I want to touch on is you're going to Canada, you're going yes, up north and you're getting to be a part of a promotion now that's been being built off a name that is synonymous with pro wrestling, with the yes. arts. Tell us a little bit about that. How'd you get acquainted with the Hart family and this opportunity to do, which I believe you're telling me is a 10 day tour of Canada. Yeah. So, so how did that all come about? So I got an email from Art Legacy Wrestling to be offered to main event in Elmira, New York at the first arena. And that, and that was honestly a big deal for me because I saw the arena itself and it could seat 4,000 people. We had 3,000, I believe, in attendance at the time. And to main event with a name like Teddy Hart, and ECW original like HC Loke, who's also a former Ring of Honor tag team champion. Like to be able to be in that like mindset, to be able to be able to do uh, complete a match and also get the W, I might add you. If you guys want to see it, it's on Fight Network. Search it up, Heart Legacy Wrestling. And it was probably one of the most brutal matches I've ever done because from what I remember, we were in the ring for possibly. 50 minutes to an hour. And I, and I was beaten. My ribs were bruised. I took two, uh, I took a 450 Canadian destroyer suplexes, you name it. My body was bruised. I immediately took a nice bath as soon as I got back to the room. But, uh, and then they said that we want to book you again. And we want you to do a 10 day tour in Canada. And I said, I'll do it. 
I'm honestly grateful for it because to be able to go across the border and I debuted, like go back uh, to when I first debuted, I was on the Canadian border as Gabe Baez, a kid from Weehawken, New Jersey. And fast forward years later, I became this real life superhero, comic book warrior, inspiring a lot of people. And now I can take that inspiration over the border and touch uh, like the hearts of any uh, anybody who's going through what I go through, kind of get my name out there more. And to be able to do, I know it's going to be brutal, the back-to-back shows, 10 days. I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to need five ice baths when I get back. Uh, like, I'm probably going to bring my own cooler on the plane if I could. I'll just bring my own ice just like oh this is what's this for but yeah like and i feel like in canada, you, Teddy, might, uh, you might have enough cold over there in canada as well like so you might just want to walk out in canada and be like okay this is cold enough <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i'm excited to be teaming up with teddy again because uh he's honestly a very agile wrestler and like Honestly, it's phenomenal. Like to see the stuff that he does in person, like the moonsault balance off the top rope, like, and to be able to like ex- see that happening. Honestly, it's very surreal, and I honestly think that it's amazing that I get the opportunity to be teaming with him for ten days, and also to be kind of picking his brain a bit from it. Oh, definitely, that's going to be something. Not only to be able to. Cross again that that off being able to wrestle in a whole nother territory again to do that and also learn from someone that again basically grew up grew breathes what everything in this business yeah. blood sweat and tears in this business has grown up around it that family legacy like I said is inbreded in wrestling when you think of professional wrestling there's so many names that are synonymous and the hearts are definitely one of those and again getting that opportunity. That's amazing. And I can only imagine that's adding to now another reason why you continue to do this. So continue to, again, make that name and continue to do that. Yeah. And like to make, and the title for the comic book I'm making my match with Teddy, like my team up with Teddy is going to be called heart of war because honestly that match itself was a war because it was brutal. It, it left me sore for days on end and I loved it, but I also hated it because I couldn't bend over and pick up stuff. Uh, I, I was going to say, wait, why, why, why are we hating this? But then it's like, oh, yeah, 60 minutes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But I honestly think that uh, that he would consider me a, uh, a like a teammate is grateful because that shows that like someone who's been in the business for a while has sees potential in me, and that that's uh, flattering in its own way. And to be able to be partnering up with him again is grateful. Oh, definitely. And I can, again, no pun intended because of the podcast, but I definitely can see he's gained that respect for you as well in in this. Again, going 60 minutes, it's not anything small that someone can just do like, hey, yeah, let's go 60 minutes in there. It's like, no, you have to have that heart to want to do something like that and be able to add its full potential as well. Yeah. But let's also go into that now with those. I want to talk a little bit about the, the uh, matches that you turn into comics. Um, where did that idea come from? Because that's definitely different. Because I've seen wrestling comic books before, which, again, a good friend 
um, Mike Kingston, who does yeah. uh, Headlock Comics. But with this idea to turn your matches into a comic book, where did that come from? So when I was uh, home one day, I was doodling. Yes, I doodle. I still doodle, even though I, I stink at drawing. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, not any better. That's why I just I do my graphics electronically because, yeah, I can't draw for none. But hey. <laughs> and the idea came to my mind is how can I show peop- show kids my other matches without having forcing them to go watch YouTube or like because one I don't want parents to like think that I'm telling their kids to be on the internet every day and I also wanted to do something that could reach people like me the comic book nerds who collect action figures and read comic books every day and uh Yes, I do collect action figures, people. Don't be coming at me with that. I could, I could see the fans now, like turning their heads, like he collects action figures. Hey, uh, at least from my from my fan base side of things, again, it's not uncommon. I've had people on yeah. that talk about it. Hey, I've talked about it on the podcast. My legit one of my walls is just full of Funko. So that is awesome. Like, uh, I definitely support the 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 collection, the the action figures. Whatever it is, that all that um so definitely, hey, do what uh do what you love, man. Yeah, and like when I was drawing, I actually somehow managed to like draw myself and the two other guys I faced. And it kind of looked like uh a Spider-Man issue of Maximum Carnage. It was like the conclusion of Maximum Carnage, where Spider-Man's fighting Carnage and Venom's leaping in. And I hit up an artist, his name's Sean Vrabel, amazing artist. And he decided to, uh, I asked him, like, hey, do you mind drawing this cover for me like this? And he does, and it, it was phenomenal. Like, it was beautiful, it was beautifully done. And then I also decided with the comic books, it could also help me, uh, like, help other wrestlers reach out. Because I actually started doing personalized ads in the uh, comic book. Like, I recently started doing this. Um, and I'm, it's also going to be in the Heart of War. I haven't done it with any of my other comic books yet. When I order a new batch, it will have the personal ads in it. But I actually, like, started doing personal ads. Like, um, and each ad, like, shows the product. Like, t-shirts, plushies, or whatever. And I put a little QR code that sends them either to the website, like Pro Wrestling Tees, or their link tree to where anybody could purchase the item. And... Honestly, like I want to help indie wrestlers uh, as a business grow because that's the kind of thing that needs to be done in this business. Nowadays, it's kind of like every man for himself, and I don't like that. In this business, we're supposed to be like brothers, and I help out my brothers as much as possible. Like I recently did an ad for Tanawak, who is a, a wrestler better known at Spartan Championship Wrestling, and he's a good friend of mine. I love him like family and uh, like to kind of do the ad for them. And I actually like send people the final thing. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, I do little edits here and there. And uh, and he loved it. And he goes, thank you so much for doing this. And I go, uh, anytime for you, man, just like let me know if you want me to do another one for you. No, that's amazing. And again, that's very, that's something that it's sad that it's un, it, it's not, it's, it's not common anymore, sadly, to hear yeah. someone be, as involved and want to be that good brother, you know, because again, yeah. in wrestling, 
it, it's supposed to be that brotherhood. It's supposed to be that's the sadly the bad side of wrestling at times that it has become every man for themselves in a sense. And, and it shouldn't be that way. It sucks. It shouldn't be that way because we all are trying to reach a certain like level in wrestling. Like we're all trying to get to the big leagues or we're all trying to make a living. And if you in order for you to truly make that living, you need the support. Like for me, I had the support of my family, which I'm always going to be grateful for. And over time, I developed friendships and brotherhoods with wrestlers I met along the way. Like um, Kareem West, uh, who's uh, the promo- uh, runner for Spartan Championship Wrestling. Like he's been with me since I started. And like he supported me everything, uh, every day. Like uh, the Dominican Destroyer, Juan Vargas. Uh, even though he kind of hates me for eliminating him in, in a rumble. Uh, but yeah, me and him are, love each other to death. And uh, like Steven Stetson, Ryan Clancy, uh, they're all like phenomenal friends. Raymond Shaw, like I could name, I, I literally will have a whole list that will literally go down to my feet if I hold it up all the way up here of people that I love like family. And that's, that's honestly, awesome. like. That, that's the kind of thing I want in this industry. Like, yes, uh, wrestling is about reaching the end all, like making tons of money, but you also want to have a life in it as well. Like, if, you, if you're all about money and you don't enjoy it, like you don't have any supporters or anything like that, you're going to be miserable in the end. Like, I hate to, like, I'll compare it to this. I'll compare it to uh, Elvis Presley. Like, in the end, he wasn't happy. He was eating and doing drugs. Like, and in the end, he died. Like, it, the business ate him up, and he basically was swallowed with grief, and in a flash, at like, in his 40s, he died. If you want to be successful, you also need to be happy. That's what I believe. Oh, definitely. I can. De- I definitely agree with that, and I feel that you're definitely making an impact to help those that maybe again aren't having that day that they feel like they can be happy on their own. You know. Yeah. So I definitely commend you on that. And again, thank you for what you're doing, and especially being a good, um, a good help in this community as well. Because again, yeah. that's what I, I I always say, and that's one of the things I always preach about in the podcast is again being better people, helping each other out. That's the reason why I wanted to have the podcast was to give a platform for, hey, want to speak about what you're doing, what you have coming up? Come on. Like, yeah. that's that's always what I've been about as well is, again, we if we have something that we can help others with, why not? You know? Yeah, like, honestly, like, and I'll say this right now to any fellow wrestlers or uh, any fans that, like, want to, I, my DMs are always going to be open if you guys are, like, struggling with something. Uh, like, or if you want somebody to vent to and you don't want it to reach your family or anything like that, even though I suggest you reach out to your family, you guys could always DM me on Instagram and or on uh, Facebook or anything like that. Because I personally believe that you should always have somebody to talk to, always somebody to support. And people don't believe me when I say I will probably, uh, reply instantly. No, I'll, I'll ins- answer in a heartbeat no matter what I'm doing. Hell, even if I'm working out, even like uh, if I'm like doing bench press and I see that somebody sent me a message, I put down the dumbbells, I look, I reply, then I go back to the workout. 
that's I try to be the real life superhero that little kids or at some adults who still love superheroes want to be like Spider-Man responsibility. We have the power to help others and it's up to us to use it and it's our to help everybody possible. Hey, there you go. And again, I love, I love that, um, that sentiment of it. Again, having that and wanting to be a better part like that, that's always awesome. So I, I have to ask that, what was it for you that made you decide, you know what, hey, I can do this and try to help others that way? Because again, it's something to be able to have that heart to want to do this. It's, it comes from something. So what was it that made you decide, you know what, hey, I want to also use this platform in that way. Uh, you're cutting in and out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you could hear me or not, but you're cutting in and out. Uh, give me one second. So sorry about that. Okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, give us one second, guys. So sorry. A little bit of technical issues. Sorry about that. Let's give us one second to get Gabe back in here. <clears throat> Let me know if you guys can hear me in the chat as well, because I could hear him fine, but it was breaking up. Okay, let's see. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, you were kind of breaking up a little bit. That last part I heard was you saying you couldn't hear me. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry but, about that. Uh, what were you saying? I couldn't hear you. Oh, no. Okay. So I was going to ask, because of, again, that great, what you were saying was so great. But I want to ask, where was it that that you got that, the mentality to be like that, to want to help others and use the platform that you have to be able to be like, you know what? Hey, I have this, like, I want to be able to help others. Where yeah. was it that that came from? So it came about when I thought of my own experience, I was too afraid to talk to anybody. And I was very not open with my bullying experience until like two, three years ago. And like, honestly, like when I decided to be more open with it, it kind of opened the door for other people to like, kind of uh, say like, Hey, like I'm going through what I went through, uh, what you, what you went through, is there any advice, like, to how to deal with it? And I told them, like, immediately talk to somebody. Like, and not a lot, and at shows where, um, when fans come up to me and say, like, you helped me overcome my bullying, it really does warm my heart, and it also shows me that I'm doing something right. Because if I wasn't helping somebody in some uh, way, shape, or form, I feel like I'm failing them and I'm failing myself to what I want to be. And not a lot of people are thinking that I'm legit, um, which is sad because there are people who claim that they're trying to help people, but in their own way, they're doing it for their own personal gain. I'm not like that. It, I'm not going to charge you uh, 20 bucks to talk to me. I'm not going to be like those types of people um like i'm not gonna be those types of people that will um 
say like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. No, I'll try and help you out any way possible. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I'll talk, to, uh, I'll listen and I'll talk to you about it. And like, I'll tell you stories about my personal, uh, like my personal life, because in all honesty, you shouldn't feel alone uh, uh, in this world. There are thousands and if not like millions, billions, billions of people that are going through something like that. And it breaks me to see that. Like I talked about it in a post, there somebody committed suicide. It like no matter know them or not, it's um I made a post saying if you feel like you're going through something, like talk to a therapist, like stuff like that. That's the kind of message that needs to be said often. And I see it that like nowadays there's so many struggles in the world going on. No, definitely, definitely so. So, uh, Gabe, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because, again, busy guy again. Oh, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, did I? Oh, no. Oh, no. He was starting to cut in and out again. Oh. It was one second, guys. So sorry about that. Weird thing is it's saying my connection is fine, but it keeps lagging us out. The power of doing it live, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love it. But as he comes back in, please go follow Gabe as well on his Twitter right there, at Gabe underscore Baez. Go follow him on his Instagram there, Gabe underscore M dot underscore Baez. Go check out all the shows he has coming up, like we were talking about. He's going to be a part of Team NEW on August 6th, as he's going to be taking on Team Warriors of Wrestling. That is going to be at Project, codenamed Summer Clash. Links for the tickets are in the description down below, as well as to follow Gabe on all of his social media. And again, go support. Like he said, his DMs are open to talk about if you're not feeling as happy or not having a good day. Go check him out. Again, he really means it. To connect, to be able to do this podcast, he was very... Um, on point with responding very quickly. And again, uh, very kind-hearted and genuine person here. So I definitely can't wait to meet him on August 6th. And again, hopefully him and Walter can get into it. But here we go. Oh, there uh, we can go. you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I was, I was plugging like, away your social media. The entire time, like, while this is going. Walter's, uh, Walter's. Uh... He's hacking into this. That's why. He's hacking into it. He wants to make it all about him. Hey. I can imagine after he sees this, he's going to want to do another episode. Because I've had him on as well for Project Week. Oh, so I feel bad possibly. <laughs> uh, But before I let you go, Gabe, because, again, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, I have to ask you the final question I ask everyone that comes on, and that is for the comic book warrior, Gabriel Baez, what is the end goal? The end goal is to inspire as many people as possible to be a guiding light in a very dark world. And hopefully I could reach the big leagues like Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, WWE, and kind of be able to reach my message to a bigger goal uh, or in a bigger stage. Because if I'm able to do that, it will honestly like be one of the greatest moments 
in my career. Hey, there you go. And again, with the path you've been taking, I can definitely see it. Thank you again, Gabe, for coming on. But guys, like I was saying a little while ago, make sure you go follow him as well. Go follow his Twitter right there, at Gabe underscore Baez. Go follow his Instagram right there, Gabe underscore M dot underscore Baez. Also, again, I was telling them when, when we were trying to reconnect that you do respond very fast because when we were connecting to yeah. plan the podcast out, you responded very quickly as well. Yeah. So, hey, I'm like he the means flash. I'm like the flash <laughs> with texting. Before I let you go as well, usually that's where I end it with the end goal. But I have to ask, again, you're the comic book warrior. Did you see the trailers and announcements this weekend from SDC? I am – yes, I did see the trailers, and I am very, like – I got emotional when I saw uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Because to me, to have a world without, uh, like to have a Black Panther movie without Chadwick Boseman, that's why I didn't even call it Black Panther. I called it Wakanda Forever. But to not have Chadwick Boseman in such an iconic role, a guy who's gone way too soon uh, due to his battle with cancer, like honestly, that uh, it's going to be an emotional movie to watch because I know the cast and crew of that film, they must be like devastated to have such a, like a sweet and kind soul, like uh, Chadwick be lost so quickly uh, to his battle with cancer. Like honestly, to uh, hopefully like uh, his legacy lives on to like where uh, people like me are 90 years old. Cause honestly, he's such, uh, he was such a phenomenal actor and a kind person as well. No, definitely so. And again, I, I can't wait to finally meet you in person on August 6th. I definitely know we're going to be talking a lot more. Oh, <laughs> definitely. We're definitely going to talk a lot more about comics and stuff then. And you're going to see like, oh, wait, okay, yeah. This locker room definitely, they know a lot about their comics as well. <laughs> so, but thank you again for coming on. For everyone watching, thank you as well. Again, like I said, go hit this man up. Go follow. Great guy right here. And again, come see us August 6th. I'll be calling the action as it's going to be, again, Team Warriors of Wrestling versus Team NEW. Summer Clash, Escape from New York begins that night. You're going to want to be there. Ticket link is in the description down below. Also, the links to his, all of his social medias. Go check them out. And as well, guys, as always, don't forget to be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people, respect the craft, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.